All right, Manuel Rodriguez here. Welcome to the School of the Worshiping Musician. How's everybody doing? I don't know if you're listening to me in the morning or the afternoon or the evening, but thank you for tuning in. Hey, thank you for uh, uh, subscribing, those of you that uh, are my subscribers. And thank you for your partners, uh, those of you that have partnered with me financially and also even uh, praying for us and praying for the school, praying for me. Um, God has something uh, stirring up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, already, I already can see how the Lord had given me a word. And I didn't think it was a word at first, but it was like 20, 23 is going to be wild. So hold on. And it's already like that. And, you know, today is what, the 11th? And it's like, wow. Like, okay, Lord, what what are you doing? You know what I mean? And it's like, but you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me get a drink here real quick. I know, you know, for sure God is faithful. And God is awesome. Mm. Excuse me. And God is awesome. But you know what? Today I want to talk about something that maybe, you know, you haven't discussed with yourself or it could be a discussion with your friends. You could use that. Uh, I will post some notes uh, updated here in about an hour. But um, anyway, uh, uh, why is my worship important? Mm -hmm. Why is my worship important? In other words, like whose responsibility is for my worship? Okay, I'm asking some questions here that you can write down. How can I take responsibility for my own worship? And so what can I do to better uh, prepare myself to truly worship? Those, these are very good questions. I'm going to cover a few things, but, you know, I must spend time. Or should I say we must spend time pursuing and nurturing our relationship with God? throughout the week not just on Sunday not just on Wednesday or rehearsal or just whenever uh, in his word and in prayer and in worship you see Jesus said there's two things that Jesus said that we must do that we must do and one of them was that we must be <clears throat> excuse me I should have drank water before yeah, yeah, to get my own advice, right? Uh, anyway, that we must be born again, number one. Number two, that we must worship in spirit and in truth. So why is my worship important? I must spend time pursuing, nurturing this relationship uh, with God throughout the week. So in depth of our worship is dependent on our uh our knowledge of the God that we bow to. Okay, come on. Because some of us are bowing to other gods, idols. Mm. Anyway, so I know that knowledge begins with time in his living, or should I say in his active word. When you're in his word, his word is active. It, it's, it's doing something in the heavenlies, inside of us. It starts inside, then it comes out. So the knowledge begins with the time that we spent with the king. Okay, Hebrews 4, uh, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the 
division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and the intention of the heart. So God, in other words, God knows the intention of the heart, of your intention, my intention. So it's important that we understand that the word of God is living and is active, sharper. It is sharper, sharper. That's powerful. So we have to spend time with God and know that, hey, okay, God, you got this. So we do it first, number one, relationship. There's where our knowledge of him grows. When we're working on this relationship and it's where we hear God calling us into a more intimate and loving relationship that gives us the growing desire to worship him. I'll give you a couple of scriptures. I'm not going to read them, but Psalms 43, verse 3 and 4. Psalms 115, verse 1. Psalms 119, verse 74 and 75. Why is my worship important? Psalms 24, verse 3 to 6. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy, <coughs> excuse me, in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up their soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of God. Wow, that's powerful. It's a mouthful there. I'm going to get a little sila there and think about that. Come on. Okay, so number one was relationship. Number two is repentance. I must keep short accounts with God. In other words, repent of sin as soon as the Holy Spirit convicts you, convicts me of the sin. Choosing to deal quickly with our sin is part of living a worship-filled life. And thankfully, we have a loving God who longs to forgive and longs to cleanse us preparing us for the worship he so deserves that he deserves first john 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins to cleanse us from all unrighteousness see worship needs to be part of our day-to-day lives it's part of our heavenly father's plan for us as worshipers see John 14 23 said that this is the foundation of our worship as we as well as the rest of our Christian lives that we pray that you will grow to know and to love God more and more and more and more I can't I can't stress it enough then obey to to him or, or should I say I'm sorry obedience to him will become your growing desire Mm -hmm. our growing desire 
because as we're reading and as we we have that intimacy with the Lord and repentance, okay? If you have if if you're intimate with somebody, eventually it's going to come out. Right? So, why is my worship important to me? And why does it matter? Number 3, regularly I must spend regular time worshiping God throughout the week. Throughout the week, your sound should be able to sound and announce the presence of God. Did you know that there are more biblical examples of people worshiping God privately than there are of them worshiping as a body of believers? Mm-hmm. Note, notice that this is this isn't <laughs> come on about music. See, David was in the desert when he played. Look at Psalms 63, verses 1 through 5. David was in the desert. He was with the with the sheep. He was the shepherd. And, and David there, he said, For the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I want. I have nothing else that I need or that I want. He used the word want. So I believe that we really, we, we that, I'm sorry. I believe that we really, Learn what it means to sit or to be still our hearts and our minds in our private worship with God, of God, and that He honors those who diligently seek to be His worshipers with a clear picture of God Himself. See, a greater taste of this presence, of His presence, and an increased desire to worship him privately, there's no greater privilege in this life to, is to worship God. Psalms 46 uh, verse 10, it says, Cease striving and knowing that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. See, worship needs to be part of our day-to-day life. Like, like I said earlier, Every day, every day, every day. So devoted time in your worship of the Lord. And reap greater and greater rewards of His intimacy and His joy. See, why is my worship important? When we sow devoted time of worship to God, we can reap greater, greater revelation of what He wants to do in you and through you. So I must recognize that this spiritual battle and be ready to combat it head on. We have to be ready. Number four, readiness. See, Satan hates when we worship the one true God, Jesus, so that we can always expect a battle. But you see, Satan knows the power of music and the authority that music has. So that's why he's trying to fight us and take away this thing. I'm leaving proof that you can get out of that pit no matter what. But you see, God is patient with us. Come on, somebody. God extends into our worship life the victory that's already his. If you read Psalms, uh, I think it's Psalms 98, 
for the victory is his or the victory is the Lord. See, he loves never, his love never stops for us. Come on. It draws us and compels us to um, his presence. His patience and his grace is extended in ways into our seeking of him and our worship of him. He longs for us to lift up our eyes off of ourselves or other people or other things that, that, that distract us from his presence. See, that range from important to worthless. So what is important? Our important what's important is that we fix our eyes and our heart on him. What's worthless is when we think of the things that we're going through. The things that that we think are not significant or that, oh, well, God forgot about me. No, God has not forgot about you. See, my heart is fixed. Psalms 57, verse 7. My heart is fixed. Come on. I had a friend of mine one time. He said, fix it, Jesus. Okay, so here's the scripture. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. He says it twice. I will sing and give praise. Oh, come on. So we need to be aware of the attacks that we usually face of the lies of Satan, of the lies of the enemy or even people that as we think, as we enter into worship and to know the biblical truth about who he is, draw near to God and he will draw near to you, James 4 uh, verse 8. So pray for this, for a surrendered heart, for a surrendered mind and ask for strength to fight the enemy's distractions or the enemy's lies from worship from worshiping God Almighty come on so you can focus on him alone name the distraction and hand it over to him know that God understands the battle and will help you to be ready to fight it also know that the the absolute power for worship is available the moment we turn our focus on God. Arm yourself with the truth. Arm yourself with the word of God about who he is and his call to worshiping him. Do whatever it takes to have a vertical, intimate communion with the Lord, with the heart of God, as you pour out your response to all he is in worship, God then will respond to you. Have communion at home. Come on. Have communion at home. Do you, you don't need a, a preacher in front of you to tell you, okay, today we're going to communion. And even though that's good in the corporate setting, that's great. But do it at home. Do it when you get to work. Come on, do it in the car. Do it as the Lord leads you and find, you will find, if you seek him, you will find. And God will then reveal to you his truth to you. All right. Okay, so thank you for joining us here at the School of Worship and Musician podcast. And um, what we're about is about announcing God's presence. Announcing God's presence in our life and who he is and what he does 
And it's all about Jesus. Come on, somebody. So I love you. Thank you. Hey, if you haven't gotten my devotional, I'm gonna I'm gonna do another preview on my devotional because we got a new design. Uh, go to Amazon if you have Amazon. Do do do. Uh, uh, I think it's only like four bucks or five bucks of uh, on an ebook on Kindle, and do a review. Write a review about it, please. That would help us. Um, I'm not trying to get no status online or with the world. I I don't care about any of that. But I just letting you guys know that thank you for those uh, that have made a review and shared it with other people share it with other people if it bless you bless somebody else and it will bless them okay and don't be afraid with what the Lord has planned for you God has something planned for you so just know the battle is the Lord's it's not yours it's not yours for you to handle it's not for you yours to do the battle. It's for us to stand in worship, announcing God's presence and going into the place that God has called you to be. So I love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Peace. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.